Hello, and welcome to the Elk River Lutheran Church Powered by Love podcast, recorded in beautiful downtown Elk River, Minnesota, right on the banks of the Mississippi River. Today we'll explore the Bible, life, and faith. So sit back, relax, and enjoy some sacred wit. To be powered by love is a spiritual thing, more than a feeling. To be powered by love Don't take money Don't take fame Don't take no credit card To ride this train It's strong and sudden It's cruel sometimes But it might just save Your life To be powered by love well, once again, welcome to worship. If you just joined us, a special welcome to you. This is All Saints Sunday, where we remember the saints of God. And so you heard that in the opening song. And all throughout the service here today, we'll be remembering and acknowledging the saints of God and the blessings they've been to us in our lives. And so, again, if you're just joining us, welcome. We'll introduce ourselves once again. Uh, I'm Pastor Nathan, pastor here at Elk River Lutheran. I'm Lisa Sampson, director of Children, Youth, and Family Ministries. Jeremy Hulkus, intern pastor. And I'm Taylor Quinn, the Director of Music and Worship. And again, we're so glad that you're here with us to observe All Saints Sunday, and we'll continue with the prayer of the day. Let us pray. Almighty God, you have knit your people together in one communion in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Grant us grace to follow your blessed saints in lives of faith and commitment and to know the inexpressible joys you have prepared for those who love you. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Well, and uh, thank you to Harry, who's going to be doing our scripture reading for this morning, Harry Maher. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, and so we'll uh, turn it to Harry to share that reading with us. This morning's scripture reading is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. In the Beatitudes, Jesus provides a unique description of those who are blessed with God's favor. His teaching is surprising and shocking to those who seek wealth, fame, and control over others. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, 
for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Here ends the reading. Well, thank you, Harry, for sharing our scripture reading uh, for with us this morning. And we're going to continue with a uh, sermon short. So uh, I'm going to throw it to me, I guess, for the, <laughs> the sermon. And so uh, the sermon here is a, is a pre-recorded video, and then we'll come back around the table and uh, have some conversation as well on this uh, topic of All Saints Sunday. So uh, here's the sermon for this morning. This is All Saints Sunday, a day when we remember. I was 12 years old when I almost died. I could have just as easily been a permanent resident in a cemetery like Orno Cemetery here, but for the actions of a small group of people. Like I said, I was 12 years old and I was riding on the back of a snowmobile with my friend Aaron driving, and we crossed over a road and we got hit by a big pickup truck. And what happened next were a series of pretty fortunate events that led to me still being alive here today. First, the guy driving the pickup had a cell phone. Now this was 1993, mind you, and so cell phones were pretty rare. It was one of those old bag phones where you had to put a big magnetic antenna up on the roof just to make it work, but it worked. He called an ambulance and our volunteer ambulance crew showed up and we began the 65 mile drive to the hospital. Partway there, we were met by an air ambulance helicopter. At this time, I was struggling to breathe with a punctured lung, and so a paramedic named Troy Kendall performed a thoracostomy, this procedure that relieved pressure on my heart and my good lung, keeping me alive until we reached the hospital where a full surgical team could finish patching me up. All Saints Sunday is a day when we reflect on life and death. It's a day to remember the saints of God who have gone before us, to slow down and to remember those loved ones who have died. In doing so, we not only know that life is a gift, but we can feel it. We can feel it as we remember not only a list of names, but we remember people. We remember real, complex, wonderful, flawed, loved people. I almost died. <laughs> and whenever I take time to remember this story and all of these characters who each played their part in saving me, it makes me so thankful and it even gives me a new appreciation for life. It helps me to realize that oh, even all these small little annoyances in my life each and every week, they aren't that bad. Life is fragile and life is an absolute gift. I always know in my mind that life is a gift but when I remember how close I came to dying, I can feel it. In 1993, I almost died. Now a near-death experience can make for a pretty interesting story, but more than that, it can shape how you live your life going forward, if you let it. Likewise, remembering loved ones who have died is a nice thing to do, but we can take that remembering a step further by allowing their memory to shape how we live our lives going forward, how we shape our lives as a testament to the love that we shared with them. I was really young when my grandpa Ted died unexpectedly. That's who our son Teddy is named after. 
So I don't remember this story, but my family has told me about the night that he died when a hospital chaplain came to them and in the midst of their grief and tears, he said this to them. Tears, when someone dies, are a sign that there was great love. So the real tragedy would be if there were no tears. Full of love and memories and even some tears, today we remember. Even if that remembering re-sparks some grief, that's okay. Because as people of faith, even when we grieve, we do not grieve as people who have no hope. For we have hope. We have the blessings of a life together and hope for the future. A future that Jesus describes in the Gospel of John chapter 14 when he says to his disciples who are indeed worried and anxious about his impending death, Jesus says this to them, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and I will take you to myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, the giver of comfort, who prepares a heavenly home for all of God's children. This place is full of memories of loved ones who have died. And so are our hearts. And so today as a community we remember, not just for remembering's sake, but because the memories and love of these saints of God continue to shape who we are and to shape our lives as we are blessed by the memories of these blessed people who have died. Blessed are those parents and grandparents who have loved us. Blessed are those quirky uncles and huggy aunts. Blessed are those spouses deeply missed. Blessed are the siblings who were our first friends. Blessed are the children taken way too young. Blessed are those friends whose spirit we still feel so close. And blessed are we for knowing and loving them. In this time so full of fear and death, we come to this All Saints Sunday with a sense of hope and peace. May we take those best parts of these saints we've loved and keep their memories alive, allowing their lives and witness to shape us until that great and glorious day when we'll be reunited in heaven. Blessed be the life and memory of these saints of God. Amen. This is All Saints Sunday, a Sunday when we remember. And so uh, we're glad that you're with us here. As we have a little bit of conversation around the table here, we want to invite you into this conversation on this All Saints Sunday. And 
uh, join us in thinking a little bit about some of the uh, points from this message, some of the uh, ideas brought up, including you know how it is that we see life as a gift and who some of these saints of God that we'll be remembering here uh, today are. And so uh, that's the first question I wanted us to ponder together. So this is for you all and for you all. Uh, and that is to think about this. Uh, what are some of the little things that you do to acknowledge or remind yourself that life is a fragile gift? Uh, a fragile gift to be enjoyed this life. And so uh, I shared a pretty big and major example <laughs> of a near-death experience. Uh, that's certainly effective. Uh, but I think there's a lot of little or smaller kind of uh, more ordinary things we do too. So would encourage you to all uh, share as well. If you have uh, some little thing or big thing from your life that you do on a regular basis to help you remember and appreciate the, the blessings of life, that what a gift life is, uh, share those in the comments. We'd love to love to see them. And uh, for you all, uh, I'll share my example first while you're kind of letting the ideas roll around. Okay. I just realized actually this this morning is pretty much every morning uh, when I'm making coffee, I smell the ground. So we used to grind our own beans and then we had kids and now I'm always up before the kids it feels like and so I don't want to you know, uh, wake the whole house up with my bean grinding. So we have pre-ground but um, but you know so before I scoop it into the coffee maker I'll just take a sniff and uh, part of that's intentional mm. to make sure I don't have COVID and I've lost my sense of smell which oh. is kind of morbid. Um, but I've done that for longer than COVID too. But so I'm always kind of doubly grateful. <laughs> One, I still have a sense of smell. That's a good thing. Um, but then two, you know, it's just like pausing to smell those little, like I love the smell of coffee. And so to smell that, you know, it's different from the beans and from the grounds and then from the actual coffee and smelling it through all those different phases. is just one little kind of pause and enjoy the fact that there's a lot to life, including the smell of coffee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I guess um, what I was thinking when you asked that question is that, long, you know, when I was younger, yeah. I couldn't wait till the next thing. Sure. I was always looking forward. Even when my kids were little, you know, babies are fine, but they spit up and they're really messy. And I couldn't wait till they could talk to me and things like that. And seven years ago, I had cancer. And so I'm a cancer survivor. And I don't know if that's really when that started, but all of a sudden I thought, why keep looking forward to the next thing when today is here? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, I, mm -hmm. and I'm not sure when that all started, but that's what I thought of, is that taking each day and just really appreciating yeah. it. So. Yeah, ever like with your coffee thing, every morning when I make coffee and, and I sit down in my living room and open all my shades, sure. like that's an important thing for me to kind of like take that moment to, to kind of take in the energy and whatnot. Um, I, I remind myself often that I'm not getting any younger. Um, I just, I, I'm one who... I like to be mentally prepared for things and I'm always thinking about I will be older I mean I'm gonna be older every year every second of my life and I guess I'm always mentally preparing myself that I'm just gonna get to a point where my knees don't work my hearing's gonna go my eyes aren't gonna work the best and I, I guess that's my answer to the question is that I'm I'm just mentally prepared just to age and be okay with it instead of deny it but just live in it. And uh, I think that helps me kind of, just kind of get through life a little bit better. Yeah, I would say for me, um, you know, having experienced a lot of craziness and trauma as an early kid, uh, I had to kind of listen to myself and start asking the question about how do I see the blessings in the day? Yeah. 
Um, so no matter how the day went, how good or bad, um, there is a moment to capture something good, um, sure. and to you know, and especially around the season, to find that good in each moment in each day. Mm. And so thinking about that for me is a place of really sort of an examining myself and saying, did today go well? Yeah or no? And how do I how do I make the best of that? Mm-hmm. Um, but to to take that breath to mm-hmm. catch that moment um, for me is is very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think this question talks about taking time to be in the present mm-hmm. as well. Like, right. what is life right now so that you're not looking forward to something, mm-hmm. you're not yeah. dwelling in the past, but what is your moment right now that you can give thanks for? Yeah. I um, When I go home up north to my, um, my uh, place of upbringing, um, I love walking around the place that I'm at. Like, if I go to my mom's, I love just walking around the farm. And if I go to my dad's, the same thing. There's just something about taking in that moment and living in the space that you're at and finding life in that. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah. I think that's part of what I was, you know, kind of the path I was led down this week in thinking about this sermon was the idea that looking back, which is such a big part of what All Saints Sunday is all about, that looking back can really help us see better in the here and now. Mm-hmm. Uh, or see differently, mm. you know? It can give us different perspective and different eyes for the exact same reality that, that's here, whether we're being reflective and contemplative about it or not, but we don't always see it, I think. And so I, I, I'm loving that invitation for myself to step into thinking about how can remembering, you know, these saints of God and then these common things in everyday life help us to see life better with more open eyes. Yeah. Well, so the second part of that question uh, that I wanted to get at this kind of second question was thinking about these saints of God. Um, you know, uh, for you all, we're going to invite you to share uh, names a little later on in the service and to light some candles of saints of God, loved ones who have died. And uh, so kind of going into this Sunday, I'm just kind of curious, who are, who are you all thinking about here this morning, this All Saints Sunday as we gather? We'll, we'll start and be vulnerable and then uh, invite you into that a little later on in the service as yeah, well. Absolutely. I think All Saints for me is uh, especially important. It's my mom and sister on this day. I mean, those are the saints that I hold as close to me as I can. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it's family and friends that I've lost along the way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. mm-hmm. I think of my grandma, Grandma Quinn, Grandma Polly and Quinn. She's an inspiration for me. And so when we get to All Saints, that's who I'm thinking about. And then it leads to my other grandparents that are passed away and how valuable or what we've learned, things we've learned not to do with right, them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, and then family down the way. I think of my cousin Jay, too, that passed away prematurely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think of my grandparents, um, but especially right now, as my mom is entering hospice and she's nearing the end of her life, I think a lot about my dad who died um, three and a half years ago. And there's joy in that knowing that they'll be together again. And I'm so grateful and thankful that I have faith and that otherwise this would be a really hard, dark time. And instead it's more of a joyous looking forward kind of thing Mm -hmm. for her. So I think too about our, you know, as a pastor, our church folks, we've had a handful of people who've died since this COVID time. And I think both the, the grieving of that and, and the, it's a different kind of closure or a lack of closure maybe than I think we're normally uh, used to, including, you know, as, as a pastor, you know, 
being around and more present in those near those times of death and um, that's a strange time and, and I, I think we're all gonna come out of this time with some pretty unresolved grief that we're gonna have to address mm. um, both from from literal death and just the many things we're missing right now you know yeah. I think um, I think we're all carrying a lot of unresolved grief I think I can at least speak for myself in saying that uh, but I think that's that's something we're gonna have to work through uh, and not just as individuals but I think as a community of faith to think about okay how do we continue to uh, you know remember and grieve and yet live in the present and to the future and um, and it's that it's just a it's a big thing that's on my mind and, and I don't have the answers yet for how we're gonna do this but I think I think we really do need to be attentive to it and I think days like All Saints Sunday are a day where we can pause and reflect and remember and you know begin to find you know some peace and closure even in the midst of a really unsettled time. Mm -hmm. Do you think we have an easier time grieving now because we're not so darn busy? Potentially, but I worry that we're just so separate too. I, I, you think, know? I think there's so much disconnect. Yeah. You know, when I think about my mom, well, we probably won't have a funeral for her. And so I won't gather with my friends and family, you know, not that they've got many friends and family left. They don't, but I do, you know, yeah. and so that'll be a really different time. So the grieving together is important. Oh, I think so. I think so. it's a key piece to it. Yeah. And I think being able to name the stories, I think we name the person and All Saints is great for that. But I think mm -hmm. it also brings to us the space of naming that humanity of life that comes yeah. with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's something that doesn't happen in this space right now is we're not gathering together at a funeral to share our stories right. and to be able to share what that person has brought to us. Um, and so I think there's this kind of weird balance of life right now of being able to, wanting to name it, but not mm -hmm. having the space to do that around people gathered together. Yeah. Um, and I think, Nathan, you nailed it. I do too. The tragedy that happens in this moment is that COVID has taken away our chance to be with people yeah. in those hours and days and moments. And now we've just sort of separated ourselves from that feeling that, that accompanies that moment. Yeah. I was just thinking, um, actually this morning when I got up and I started thinking about that extra hour I had, because <laughs> I still got up. And I was thinking of all the things that we miss, but when we get to be back together, I think we're gonna have to, I think we're gonna have a harder time acclimating ourselves to being with people yeah. and I think that some of our grief will come out at that time and our joy and I think it's going to kind of be a really big mess and it's yeah. going to be a wonderful mess I think but I think it's right. going to take us a while to acclimate being back into society yeah I think we'll all be a little bit sloppy and like awkward <laughs> but also like all of a sudden someone will just be crying and we won't know why right. and mm -hmm. you know, might be us crying and we don't know why and I think right. there yeah. is I think there's a lot to that yeah and so hmm. yeah. and I think giving yourself permission to name it I yep. think you yeah. know keep that as an honest place of this is tough and yep. to be able to say that as well as the names of those people um, yeah. and just to continue to bring that forward as that dwells within your spirit yes that's I think finding these times to do that and that's why I'm excited about this All Saints Sunday and grateful mm -hmm. for a day that is dedicated to just yeah 
being honest and remembering, you know, saints of God with joy, but a little bit of grief comes along with that too. We can't avoid that. And, and that's okay. We shouldn't avoid it. And so, mm-hmm. you know, even as we're gathering online, instead of in person, this all saints Sunday, we're still together. Uh, none of us is in this alone. And so, you know, you are here and we're glad for that. Um, and I'm, you know, grateful for, you know, we're doing some thinking about how can we, as we move forward throughout this year, find some times and spaces like this to be together and reflect. Um, you know, one example is during the season of Advent, we're planning to have Sunday morning services that are pretty uh, upbeat and joyful, uh, singing some Christmas songs, even though it's Advent, uh, we'll throw that rule away and uh, <laughs> just uh, lean into the joy of that. Uh, but in the evenings during Advent, we're going to have more, uh, more, I guess I would say contemplative uh, Advent focus, you know, more in the Advent themes, uh, Vesper service in the evenings on Sundays. And I think that'll offer uh, two good and needed spaces, spaces to be together and joyful and celebrating the joys of the Christmas season, but also uh, as time and space to acknowledge some of the, you know, more difficult things that are going to be a part of this season and are a part of Christmas season every year too. And so, so I'm, I'm thankful for that. And I'm just thankful for you all uh, being here this morning as we uh, continue to walk through this strange time together. Well, thanks for joining us. You can find more information about Elk River Lutheran Church at our website, elkriverlutheran.org. And if you'd like to give to support this podcast and the other ministries of the church, just click that Give button at the top of the homepage. Thanks again, and have a great week. Don't take money, don't take fame, but it might just save your life to be powered by love.